0: brought to you by the world-famous Hustler Casino in Los Angeles, California, and PokerRags.us. This is Sessions, Season 6, the final chapter. Can we go from rock bottom, buried in debt, homeless, and in desperate need of therapy, all the way back to flush, simply by never giving up, no matter what? I don't know, but this is the year we find out, so buckle up for one last ride. Week 38 of 50. Sadness is a butterfly. The session. So as the now 419 people active at patreon.com slash poker already know, I went from a hothead the week before to pretty damn sad the week leading up. To Max Payne Monday, September 18th, 2023. A huge downswing in poker combined with longtime supporters turning on me, combined with whatever else the world has been throwing at me. Or maybe it was self destructive me throwing stuff at myself subconsciously. I don't know. Anyways, it led to this sadness, that combo. Some tears rolled, some shifts were missed, some fetal position was executed in bed. But then I went golfing with some buddies and I did the thing I've been dreaming of doing for months now. One night, alone in my apartment, not working, just eating pizza, naked in a blanket and binging Netflix. I started watching Suits. And I ate jalapeno and mushroom pizza. And the show was good. And the pizza was better. And I'd been looking forward to this. And it was just as good as I thought it was going to be. It's fucking great. I also coached my son's soccer team to their first win on Saturday. And then I threw my son a successful impromptu birthday party at Sky Zone on Sunday after his beach birthday party got rained out. And then I had a chill night back in L.A. ahead of Max Payne Monday. So from sad to ready to play, I think. And you can go to patreon.com slash DGAF poker player if you want the details of my life. Usually 60 to 90 minutes of private, intimate storytelling. Everything that goes on in my head and in my life. Or you can just stick with the public drops like this one. Either way, I appreciate you listening. Let's get into it. Let's talk about the lineup. The one seat is Crazy Drew. This guy's awesome. I go way back with him, and we become friends, and we talk about stuff that has nothing to do with poker a good amount. And he's a good guy, and he's where I'd love to be at some point. just made it wealthy and now trying to to live it up. And uh, I, I always have fun with him. The banter is usually pretty strong. I'm in the two seat. That's me, your protagonist, DGAF, also known as Dragon Man. Seat three is Ayaka. And yes, she plays tight. This is Brown Bala's girlfriend and someone that's done some work for me at the Lucky Lady. And just a really young person, half my age. And she has really good banter with Crazy Drew as well. So I always keep them close. And part of getting, I like to have at least one woman on each show. And she's a good fit because she's very social. She's not sniping. She doesn't. She's not that experienced in poker. Um, and so as a concession to Eshawn, who's going to be backing her, um, I give her the best seat on my direct left, and yeah, she can play tight, I, the rules are not the same for everyone in this world, in case you haven't noticed, in the real world, and in the poker world, um, even if this wasn't a show, even if it was just a poker game, yeah, the, the young, attractive woman can play tight, it's just the way it goes, it's the rich, older dudes like that presence. And it keeps the game light and fun. And it's just the way it is. Seed 4 is Tyler D. Pretty cool dude. I just met from Twitter. He's been on the show a few times. He um, runs nightclubs. He's not a promoter. It says nightclub promoter. But he's actually like the boss for Tao uh, nightclubs. And I didn't know there were some in LA. And I knew there were some in Vegas. Um, Cool dude. He's more... Uh, thirsty Thursday material. He's not afraid of a cocktail or a beer. Cool dude. He plays on the tighter side, but so what? At this point in my life, I want to play poker with people who are cool, above all else, and I think it comes across well on the on the stream. Some people like when someone's being an asshole at the table. Eh, life's too short. Poker doesn't really work that way. It does on a show sometimes. People are gonna play until the show's over. But really, you gotta have this good energy at the table, this good vibe. And Tyler brings that. Seat five is DK. You guys know DK. Seat six is Liquid Steve. This guy is—he's—he's he's a really nice guy, and he's also very successful and young. So Crazy Drew, very successful and older than me. And same with DK and Tyler is. Younger than me, but also successful. I assume he's younger than me. And Steve is a young guy in the esports world. Liquid uh, is his team that he's co-CEO, and he's just a fun dude to be around. And you know, and he's action and he's everything you want for a stream player. Seed seven is a newcomer. Tyler A. This is someone Raver sent to me uh, from his yacht game. There's a yacht game here in LA and this guy used to be on the Dodgers and he's got a cool look and he seems pretty cool right off the bat. On his left, supposed to be a billionaire, but the billionaire canceled. So Raver substituted another guy I never met named Dan and just by the way Raver was talking about him, I knew that Dan was too good of a player for this game. And that, or that was my hunch, and, and we'll see if that proves true. And then seat nine is Crypto Matt. Don't know much about him. He played on stream Thursday. I wasn't there. I didn't see it, but a nice enough guy in our exchanges. And sure, the thing about, I, I told people, well, you're playing on Thursday. I'm going to play with you. I'll make the game sick. And then I, I was I was fucked up. I, I had to go down to San Diego. I couldn't I couldn't be at the Hustler after Monday night last week. So I felt bad that, you know, it was a super nitty game. And I said, okay, I'll get you on Monday. It'll be insane. And let's see if that proves uh, true as well. I'm going to take a sip of water, and we're going to get into the action. I limp firsthand. 10-20-20. The 40 is going to go on after one orbit, um, and it's going to stay on. And then we ask players, you can you can restraddle, but please don't encourage others to because some are not comfortable. We we want to make this the most friendly game, the most inviting game. And that's that's a reason why someone that's too good and doesn't know how to tone it down isn't a good fit. Because they they will kill some of these newer players and some of these super recreational players. And I can be good, but I know how to tone it down, and, and I never go for the kill. But uh, anyways, 10 20, 20. And Tyler had said in his video, Tyler A., former Dodger, former outfielder, had said, um, first ace I see, I'm going all in. Okay, well, he's all in the first hand. Crazy Drew calls with King-Queen, and Tyler had ace, Jack, and King-Queen wins. Okay, so we have an all-in on hand number one. This is Max Payne Monday. And it just went from 20 to, you know, 2,500 or whatever Tyler bought in for. And right away, 14 minutes into our show. So at 44.04, after a 30-minute countdown, that's 14 minutes into our show is my worst play. I haven't gotten involved, really. And Tyler, you know, it's only been <laughs> 14 minutes. But it feels for a lag like myself and, and someone who provides the action and People expect me to provide the action. It seems like a long time, so I'm going to get involved. Tyler limps for $20. Um, Tyler A does, and I raise with Queen-7 offsuit to 200. Is that right? To 100. Sorry, 100. DK and Tyler A call. $330 in the pot. I have Queen-7 offsuit. It comes Ace, Jack, Six, Two Diamonds. They check to me. I bet 140. This is pretty standard. Um, And DK raises to 360. And when he does, when he's getting ready to raise, I know he's bluffing. Or I know he's super light. And when I know someone's super light, I usually battle. I do not fold. So Tyler A. folds, and I'm going to continue with a call, and then I'm going to raise the turn if I need to. I would like to have a diamond in my hand, um, but I just know that DK is light. I just know. Live read, fucking know. But also... Last week, I knew he was light on King 8-8, and I punted off 10K uh, when the ace came, and he just called with King Jack. So it's tough with DK. It's one of those things where just because you know what they have doesn't mean you get to win something. One of my friends said, one of my friends who was one of the top five No Limit Hold'em players I ever played with and was talking about buying yachts himself in 2008, um, well, he, he couldn't win in 2009. He just ran putrid, and one time, in total exasperation at the poker table, he said, DGAF, just because you know what they have doesn't mean you get to win. He was talking about himself, trying to win. And that's true, and, and I run into that a lot, but not in this case, because I'm in position. Out of position, it's really hard to float and, and get it done. I don't, I don't know if Queen, Queen High's not good enough to get to showdown, So, but I'm in position here. And I'm just thinking back to the people that was criticizing me for last week when it didn't work, when I knew DK was light, and I folded. And it's not the end of the world. He had had the best hand. He had deuces. But when I know, when I have a read, and I have a good plan for my read, so knowing what they have and not... It doesn't mean you get to win. Well, that's if you have a read, but you have no good plan. You have no, there's no recourse. If you're out of position, there's no real recourse. What are you going to do? Like if you re-raise, that gives them a chance to jam and now you can't call. Or if you float, then you got a lead and then they're going to raise. It's just going to, it's going to be sketch balls if you're out of position. But if you're in position, fucking float. And I didn't. And it felt wrong. And I was being results oriented from, the week before and listening to people criticizing my play when uh, I'm at my best if I just, okay, I got the readies week, I'm in position, okay, no, I don't fold. Out of position, okay, sure, just let it go. And that was the difference between last week and this week, his position, and yeah, he had pocket deuces. So he had the best hand, but I felt like I could have won that one. And I'm on a major downswing. I didn't, well, I guess I did mention that. The beginning of this so it's tough because i think i'm probably gonna win 60 to 70 percent of the time i play on stream and i think it's about right but you've, you've lost a few times in a row and you're in my financial situation which is a very poor one and you're in makeup now you really want to dial up a win and so you're going to play a little bit better than you normally do i intentionally don't play that great when i play on stream but that's the game. If I did, I wouldn't have such good games and wouldn't make as much money. Um, it, it's a tough thing to, for most to wrap their head around. But um, here's another chance against DK. I have king 10 of hearts, and it comes jack, deuce, six, two hearts. And DK bets 300, and I think he's light. And I check raise the 900, and he goes all in. Okay, fucking snap call. You know, he has a little less than 3K. Snap call. He has pocket fours. So, again, he's going for it with these little pocket pairs on, you know, he raised with deuces on ace-jack, six, two diamonds. And now he has three-bet jam pocket fours. Like, I think two black fours on jack do six, two hearts. I, I'm, I'm obviously snapping it off with king-ten of hearts. Sometimes I'll just have the best hand here against the worst flush draw. Um, sometimes... I'll, I'll be drawing. I was drawing, but I had 50% equity. I got two live over cards and a flush draw. And, you know, due to card removal, the number was 57%. And I binked king on the turn, and it was good. Okay, nice. I got, I got that early double, which is so key when you're trying to break out of a downswing, when you're trying to get a W. I don't have a lot in front of me. I only bought in for 4K. Funds are low. Um, Backer didn't even bring me money backer told me i would get money before this and so they didn't so i was scraping together money before this and there's been a constant theme and yeah i don't i don't need to speak about it too much right now but it's nice to get there apologize for those dogs barking um but what are you gonna do okay so Debatable play here. Bunch of limpage. I have jack 10. I squeeze. It's not a great squeezing hand. It's a fine hand to just play in a limp pot. But I squeeze and DK jams. And now I got a fold. Okay. He had ace, king. And then I squeeze with king, queen. A much better squeezing hand. And DK is all in again. So he's just, he's in a mood. He's in an all-in mood on this night. And I snap it off with king, queen, given how much I put in there. And you know, how wide it and he has ace ten. And so, you know, he he's a slight favorite, but uh he holds ace high holds, and okay, now I'm losing again. And I I noticed pretty quickly or I determined pretty quickly that, that Dan is a live pro, Dan in the eighth seat. He's someone who actually gets it. Is he fucking grinding, sniping? No. Uh-uh. He would he wouldn't be allowed in any of the games he plays in, probably. He is I never met him before that I can recall, but he's a polished live pro and I can spot it. And it's similar to how I approach the game, except he has no emotional attachment to these players. There's nothing to stop him from just going for the kill because he doesn't even live here. He's just here, he's just you poker, you sit down on the table. If you don't have any like long term attachment, then people just try and win, win the most they can. And so I'm a little bit concerned that he's gonna that he's gonna get someone for too much money. You, and you can tell he's flush. So you yeah, know that's just a note that uh, I, my suspicions were confirmed early on. And and this guy's probably a better fit for a different night of the week. Um, even thirsty Thursday would be fine because that's a little more of a try hard uh atmosphere still with lots of drinking and social stuff but Friday he just seems too good and and, and you know I'm good as well but I know how, I know how to tone it down and I have I have plenty of reasons to tone it down where he doesn't and uh yeah so I'm all in with DK again I have Queen 5 and I'm being social and having a beer and I didn't even realize what my hand was or or that I flopped two pair, queen, five, three. And that, that worked out very nicely because once it checked to DK, he bet and it got back to me and I got to check raise. I check raise with air all the time. I get to do it with my, my top two and he jammed on me with ace five. Holy shit, is DK in a mood. So he jammed on me with second pair and I held. Okay, now he only has, I think like 300 bucks left somewhere around there. And he's going to straddle all in. That's and this is just something you can do if someone's down to nub, you can say, "Well, do you just want us all to put in nub and run it?" And this gives them a chance to maybe turn 300 into 2700, a, a workable stack. And he actually flopped trips but lost. It's just a it's just a thing you learn over the years and it appeases people and it's fun for the table and it's just it's just kind of a camaraderie thing and uh it's just a, it's just the right thing to do okay and here's the, another right thing to do is flop a straight i'm in there tyler d which is much tighter than tyler a opens early but he's still you know playing all kinds of hands opens early people call i call nine seven offsuit it comes eight six five rainbow hell yeah so that's the joint check. He bets, which is a little surprising that he raised pre-flop in early position, and he's betting this flop, I think, with an overpair. I just rule out overpairs because of the way he bet. He, he just – it seemed very polarized, and we are playing the 7-deuce game. So there's a chance he just has 7-deuce. And anyways, Dan calls, and I just call here because it, it's just – I'm not targeting an overpair. If I, if, if I think he has an overpair, I know my image. I can fucking raise it up and try and get all the money in right now, when he's almost drawing dead. Remember, I flopped nine seven on eight six five, and I raised uh, against Luckbox Tony, who had jack six, and he jammed uh, close to twenty thousand. Remember, jack six. I had nine seven. Boom, eight six five, and it came running jack six. After we're all in, huge beat and turning point in in my life, actually, as I try and make this pretty impossible comeback uh, from rock bottom in 2017. So anyways, here we go. 9-7 flopped the straight again. Um, But I I chose to raise against Luckbox Tony just because that was a heads-up spot. And in heads-up spots, there's so much more bluffing. This is multi-way. It will look strong if I check raise here. It'll at least look like parent open ender. And I think Tyler D is polarized. He could have a set. He could also have seven deuce. I don't think he has an over pair. So it's, he, he's got a really strong hand or a really weak hand. And I'm just happy to call and reevaluate. Turn is not my favorite card. Uh, turn is the five of clubs. So it pairs the bottom card. Okay, so anyone with 6-5 or 8-5 or a set on the flop just made a boat or quads. And I'm drawing dead against those hands. I check, and Tyler bets pretty strong again. However, it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like he's at ease with the world. And this might sound like some bullshit, but it's what I the way I've made money in poker forever, live poker. Uh, wait a second. Very polarized on the flop because open early eight, six, five, like you would think, and he bets, but he bets kind of strong, and it's like, okay, he doesn't have a pocket pair. I just, something tells me he doesn't. He could have seven deuce, and in that case, I just want him to hopefully hit a fucking four or just bluff it off on the turn, which people do sometimes. And I don't know what this other guy, Dan, the pro in disguise, I don't know what he has. So when the the turn card pairs the board, Tyler bets strong, so, he's still polarized, but he doesn't have a boat, I don't think. So, if he does, he, he's tricked me with his, just his aura in this moment. It seems not like a boat. But Dan calls, and I don't know what the fuck Dan has. Dan could have a boat, for sure. So, I'm just going to call here and reevaluate. River is a brick. Oh, well, it's a jack. Yeah, it's a brick. And I check again, and Tyler shoves for 2K. And Dan is now on Dan, and he puts in what looks like just a pure bluff-catching call. Okay, well, I have 4K, so this is a free roll for me to go all in for the other 2K. I do. Dan folds. And me and Tyler had the same hand, kind of. He had 9-7 of clubs. He turned the free roll, the straight flush draw, and he bricked. And this was a turning point for me in the session because after I jammed and damn folded, I turned over my hand and I look over to Tyler and he starts to turn over his hand. That's bad news. When he starts to turn over his hand, the best I can do is chop. And luckily for me, that's the hand he had. And that was a big sigh of relief and a turning point in the session. Had I just flopped the nuts and lost again on eight six five 6 5 with 9-7, That would have been in my head a little bit the rest of the session, and I would be rebuying, obviously. And, yeah, it it was nice that he had the same hand. Obviously, you know, there are better results when you flop the nuts, but I'll take it. I'll take the chop in this situation. And before I can even feel good about that, I look down at H5 of clubs. I'm in there in a bloater. I I think we're at... 10, 20, 40 now with a $20 big blind Annie. And I think Crazy Drew opened a 400. That's fucking big. And a little 10x job. I'm going to call with Ace 5 suited, bring other people in. This hand plays very well multi way. Comes down 10, 9, 8, all clubs. What? Dealer, what? Did you think I was Mariano? Did you think I was Sia? I I flopped. Nut straight last hand and didn't lose for once, on the, with the nine seven, and now I flopped the nut flush, in this bloater, and Liquid Steve says all in. Oh my God! Drew snap calls. Oh my God! So what to do with the ace five of clubs? These are these are first world problems. Well, it's going to look pretty strong if I jam. Over an all-in and a call, isn't it? But can Drew fold anything to me? I don't think so because I could just have the Ace of Clubs and and whatever else, and I might I would gamble in this spot. So he's gonna call with his entire range, and so I jam and he calls. He has Seven Deuce offsuit, but he has a Seven of Clubs, so he has a two outer for a straight flush. And um, Liquid Steve has Jack Nine no club. So he is drawing to a runner-runner, um, and, you know, I'm a huge favorite, and I hold, and it's a big pot, and the river was a jack of spades, and Crazy Drew thought he hit the straight flush, and he was apologizing to me. and I was like, wait, what do you think just happened? And I am now winning over 10K. Okay, good. That's what we needed, just what the doctor ordered. And yeah, I flopped a nut flush and I got an all-in against second pair and a seven high flush draw. That's the action I get. I talk about spew equity sometimes in this podcast. People say, man, you are the spewiest motherfucker on the planet. You bluff more than anyone. True, true, true. And then when I have any sort of hand, I get the most value snap called by these hands. I get it's... It's spew equity. You spew and uh, it feels a little gross. And then later when you make the hands, it all comes back to you. Eh, And then some. And yeah, it's obviously very nice. I didn't do anything special in this hand. Um, And then I win another all-in with top pair against second pair. I'm getting it in with 88% equity here with top pair. I have king 10 on 10, 7, fucking 4. And I think there's a flush draw available. And so... If there's any draw available, no one's folding any pair to me, I'm realizing. Or not no one, but the players in these games. And so I I stacked Crazy Drew again, and these aren't, like, huge coolers. I did flop the nut flush. It's not like I flopped nut flush against a set or a straight or a smaller flush. I flopped it against middle pair and against the seven of clubs on... 1098. 8. So, and then in this one, top pair against middle pair, that's not like a super cooler, but it's that spew equity being realized. And then I didn't go for it with a combo against Tyler D. I I flopped well, I think pair and flush draw. And then I small bet, I was kind of setting my own price. Small bet the turn, and he raised small to 1,300, 500 to 1,300. And he had about 3K behind. And I was pretty certain he had one pair, either top pair or over pair. And I just, it wasn't that I was scared to pull the trigger because I've been on a downswing. I don't usually get scared to pull the trigger sometimes, but not here. It was just, will this fucker even believe me, or should I just try and bink? Should I just call the 800 and try and hit two pair trips or a flush and i decided that was better and i rivered the flush and i bet 2k into like 5800 and he made a good fold he had second pair by by the river and he made a good fold and i said good fold um it's it's a it's it's one to think about that's that's the the fun of live poker like okay i think you have top pair and you just raised which people don't do too often on the turn, and most most often they do it to fold to a jam. But also, it's me, and no one believes me for good reason because I'm thinking about jamming with a pair and a flush draw. And so, obviously, had I jammed the turn, if he calls, I, I get there, and if he folds, we move on. But it's just it's just one of those things. I'll, I'll just never know if it was. Correct. Maybe, maybe given my financial situation, it was best to just call and try and bank. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but I part of me felt some shame for not jamming the turn against what I thought for sure was one pair. And so he would say, oh, you know, in his mind, oh, I'm at the bottom of my range here with one pair. I got to fold. Maybe or, or maybe he's going to say DGF's a fucking spewy idiot. I'm going to call. I don't know, but part of me felt some shame, and so I took it out on Crypto Matt. He 3-bet Dan, and I, I think he's going to 3-bet Dan pretty liberally. I mean, he's going to 3-bet, yeah, Dan. And so I'm going to put in the cold 4-bet with the 7-4 of hearts. Is it a great hand for this? No. Am I in position? Yeah. And it clears around. And you can see that Dan thinks about putting in a five bet (laughs) with, like, four threes suited. So he knows what's up. But he doesn't. He folds. he's in a tough spot because, sure, he might think I'm light. But he's got to worry about Crypto Matt. And Crypto Matt calls. And the flop comes down just nothing. I bet small. He calls. And the turn is, is another brick and I, uh, asked him how much he he has, I did some pretty good live pro shit here, just how much do you got, oh, get him thinking about, I have 8k, okay, uh, I didn't see your greens, okay, 2,500, okay, so when you do that, it's, oh, fuck, this motherfucker's trying to get all my 8k, isn't he, and he folded ace king, and it was spewy, but it worked, when it doesn't work, it's, uh, this guy's the worst. DJ's the worst. Whatever. When it works, it's like, wow, he's in the zone. Okay, so I call down with top pair on a pretty sketch board, and I win uh, with top pair no kicker against Steve. He said something. I was probably gonna call anyways, but he said something at the end that really made me. He said, "What did you river a king? King was second pair," and I kind of thought that meant he's bluffing, and Usually when I think someone's bluffing from something they said, I usually play it off better. I usually, like, I get that little twinge in my head, like, oh, shit. That happened with Puya um, a while back. And it happens all the time, but I usually play it off better, like, this is a tough call, I don't know. Well, I just snap called when he said that, and he said, you're good. And so uh, things are going well for me, and it's time for my best play at 224. 02 that is almost 2 hours into the show i'm doing well everyone's saying oh you're finally going to win i'm saying don't fucking jinx it uh, part of it is variance a part of it is will i go on tilt uh, i i wish i didn't have tilt issues but i do and let me take a sip of water and tell you about my best play 22402 The 40's on. 10, 20, 40 with $20. Big blind Annie. People limp. And Dan goes to 300. Crazy Drew calls. He's buried. I call a jack nine offsuit. And uh, in position. That's where I live when when I'm doing well in poker. And uh, Liquid Steve calls and Tyler A calls. We have 1590 in the middle. I'm in position with jack nine offsuit. And the flop comes down jack eight, deuce, two diamonds. Okay. I flop top pair. Um if I get a lot of heat it's not going to be good multi-way. And Tyler leads 200, Tyler A former Dodger leads 21590 and Dan quickly makes it 800. Okay. I think because Dan made it 800 so quick it's not going to be that strong with him but this guy's pretty tough. It could be I am not ready to fold top pair no kicker. So I call. Even though it's been bet and raised in front of me, I have jack nine on jack eight dudes, two diamonds. And it folds back around to Dan. And we're heads up. thirty three ninety in the middle. The turn is an ace. So now there are two diamonds and two clubs. And I expect him to barrel this card. I would barrel it if I was bluffing. And he kind of barrels it. He puts in a J Boogie soft bet like maybe a third of the pot, and I just get that twinge from being at the poker table fucking 50, 60,000 hours in my life and being hypersensitive and perceptive, oh, uh, this motherfucker just downshifted into milk mode. He was in bluff mode and he just downshifted into milk mode and I know this very well because I do it myself. He's an he's a exploitative player for sure as I am and... But it just it just registers for me like, oh, wait. Yeah, I would barrel this card. But he's making it small, third pot, and doing it gentle. If he's fucking tricking my brain, props to him. But I think he just got super fucking lucky and just hit an ace with whatever the fuck he had. And I folded. And he had ace five offsuit. I was 93% on the flop. And with 3390 in there. And then a card that's you know, not it's it's Jack 8 Deuce two diamonds. Bet he raises, I call, turns an ace. I'm gonna barrel this card all day fucking long if I'm him. But I just got a read on his sizing and how he put out there, and I made a really good fold. So I played this hand perfectly. It was the best hand of the night, and it's nice to have your best play be a fold once in a while. It's easy when you're like, well, I called. Well, yeah, you're a fucking calling station, and I'm talking about myself. Of course I am. I don't trust people. And I, and I believe in pot odds, something even really good players don't even account for. They just make, like, these folds getting four to one and five to one. I don't. Fuck. If you got it, you got it. Like, that's just math to me. But uh, it's nice when best play can be an, a- an actual fold. And then a couple times, I knew people were weak, and I didn't bluff multiway. And I don't know, I just, yeah, I I can tone it down a little bit. It's not black and white, like, oh, well, you're spewy bluffer, you should always be spewy bluffer because you get it back when you make hands. Yeah, but there's times to tone it down and it's just very gray. It's, I don't know, I just didn't do it because of my image. And I'm seeing, you know, the session before or whenever I played with Sia before, she she called me down with queen high. I mean, I had a pair, but it it's just my image is, I guess, that bad. And I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. And maybe that was in order. Probably that was in order. And then I have top pair and no kicker on a pretty scary board and Tyler A bets. And I just think he's capped at maybe top pair, maybe better kicker. So I bluff. I raise bluff. With my top pair, it turned out my hand was best, but I still like it that I'm thinking and executing. And I'm thinking, I'm reading, thinking, executing. Oh shit, you're capped a top pair. This board's scary as fuck. You just bet. And I have top pair, but you might have me out kicked, and I'm not going to take that chance. I'm going to raise. And I think it would have worked on that board to get top pair to fold. And anyways, he didn't have it. And then I had ace high and I bluffed just in case, just like I bluffed with top pair, just in case. In in both instances, my hand was good. So at least I'm playing well, but I'm not getting the validation of like folding out better. But I'm playing aggro, calculated, while also just, you know, pounding coronas and joking around and uh, playing, you know, a bunch of hands. And then I manufacture a small pot with nothing. And there's also knit equity or run good equity. Knit equity is when you just haven't gone for it. And I haven't gone for it in several spots where I, I know everyone's weak. Well, then you get more credit when you do go for it. And... Um, that's what happened here, or it's run good equity. That's that's the bigger thing in poker is when you're when you're turning over winners and when you're winning, you can bluff way more because it's recency bias. People are like, oh, this guy can make the best hand. When you can't make a hand, you can't bluff. And um, so everything is going well. And then I have to fold the flush draw on the flop. Uh two guys are all in crypto Matt, and Dan. Dan flopped the set and uh against top top and I had a small flush draw I called I think 1400 or something and folded to the it was going to be 30k or something uh yeah and then against Tyler A again I had a read on him and the board was very scary and I had like two small pair and I min raised perfect exploitive play um against what I think is one pair he had second pair I'm giving him an incredible price and I have this crazy image and it's the worst getting bluff when you're getting a great price and it's not only am I not overplaying my two pair by making it too much but I'm also widening his calling range and he called me a second pair so I'm kind of in the zone on this night and no doubt running well um and then I have an interesting one against Dan. Dan, I just kind of the like alpha in you. There's one guy at the table I'm gonna play super hard against. Yeah, I, I ran a bluff against Crypto Map, but that was just kind of like timely spew. I'm not like tart. there's I like Dan. He seems very cool, but I'm gonna go after him because he is a pro in a game where we don't have pros. And people say you're a pro. I'm not, man. I used to be a fucking pro. I play twice a week. I don't work on my game. I don't do shit. I drink, I drink and play at least two-thirds of hands. Like, I drink two beers an hour. Like, but And this guy's drinking, but just something about it is you want to go after him. That's just the way it is, and in a friendly, competitive way. And so I squeeze with, you know, he, he's raising very wide, and I three-bet with jack six of diamonds to uh, 1,200 and something. And he calls out of position. And the flop is 943 with one diamond. He checks, and I bet half, which just was kind of like a buzz oversight. I like a third pot better than half. I bet a little less than half, but I like even smaller. But either way, it's, you know, it was just like, a, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm, everything's going 100 miles per hour. We're talking, we're drinking. It's just, you know, a, a small mistake. Just bet a little bit too big. But, Anyways, it's nine four three with a diamond. He calls. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go smallish bet, big bet on him, Uh, and unless of course I bink a jack or a six, then I'm gonna do what he did and downshift into value mode. And hopefully he won't be able to pick up on it. Maybe he will. And that's what that's the battle across the table. Well, nine four three with a diamond. Obviously, if I pick up equity, like a, a card like the five of diamonds, would be insane. Um, you know, any diamond would be insane, any 5 a deuce. Uh pretty much most cards I'm going to be barreling on. Okay, but the turn's a 9. Well, this is a bullshit card. This is a motherfucking bullshit card. 9431 diamond, turn is a 9. Top card pairs, he checks. If I bet here, it tells no motherfucking story at all. Oh, you squeezed with a 9 and then you bet half pot on the flop and now you're betting it again on the turn when you turn trips it's a it's a tall tale is what it is and so sometimes the runout just doesn't cooperate with it ruins your plan okay i'm gonna bet i bet a little bit too big on the flop but i'm gonna bet bigger on the turn especially if i you know hopefully i pick up some equity or hopefully he just so it's it's nine four three if it turns a three yeah I can bet again. Sure, I tell a good story. When it's a nine, it's not telling a good story. I have to check back here. Like I would. This is this is some balance. Like I would with over pairs. And the river is a bad card as well. It's just a five. And he checks and like you know, he just made a pair with some of his hands. And I don't know. It's just he 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 could hero call me with ace high because he knows, you know, I'm trying to battle. And I just check back. And and I think I played this hand well, aside from betting a little bit too much on the flop. The plan's good, and he's in trouble out of position. He had king, queen of hearts, not, not one heart out there. He's in trouble, not so much preflop, but but check calling flop with that hand. But, the and I could just have ace high. Sometimes I'm just going to have a better hand. And the turn is a nine, and so he kind of lucks out. That then it's just a a card I have to shut down on. And then when the five comes, I can make it look like like a value bet, but also this guy might just raise me. This this board favors him so much that uh he gets to win. And he did. And not one person in the chat understood that there I saw fucking moderators saying weak DGAF, weak, not weak. Not weak at all. It's called fucking poker. It's called uh, a good plan and a good adjustment. Bailing on your plan when you get the worst turn card for your plan. Whatever. I was absolutely fine with it. I didn't like losing that much money, but I was fine with the play. And then I called down with top pair on King nine, with King nine, on King three, six, five, four. So it, it was a small sizing, and it's just one of those nights where you're like, ugh, I got a call, the pot odds are good, and they're like, you're good. Sometimes, ugh, I got a call, pot odds are good, oh, I have a straight, oh, I have a straight. Well, on this night, it was, you're good, you're good, you're good. Not huge pots, but these add up, especially when you need to make up for some of your spew. Um, I raised to 400 with pocket 10s, so maybe maybe there was a... One hundred and sixty dollars straddle on. I think there was, and Ayaka, who's been very quiet in terms of playing hands, makes it twelve hundred. Folds around to me. I don't like this with tens. She's not getting out of line, but of course she could have Ace King, and she says gamble. And I think maybe she's got Ace King. She's either got Ace King, or she's got me crushed. And and I call. I call the eight hundred more. And she gets quiet, and I said, "Oh, you didn't want me to gamble, did you?" And it comes six four three. I check. Mm, I don't know about this one. I think I should just lead here because part of the reason I called was thinking she has ace king a good amount, and I just don't want to give a free card. Um, and she checks back, and it turns a king. And I just like look at the camera like, "Fuck, this sucks." And I check, and she puts out a very good bet. There's 20, what, 800 in there, and she has 400. Ooh, a seventh of the pot. And so I am, you know, now there's 3,200 in there. I'm getting fucking, what, like 8 to 1, 7 to 1, something like that on my call. And I don't think, I don't think I could ever be ahead here. But I call for a couple reasons. Just in case she she has seven deuce and I totally misread her um and I think she'll shut down on the river, maybe I could bink and, and really just like it's just such a good bet here you get paid you get paid four hundred, you're cool, and she had ace king and uh, it's interesting to see when I go back and watch I see like the you know chat amateurs and chat pros hating on my play, yeah, I know. And it's interesting to see the mods doing it, too. Um, and also, was really interesting to see DQ, who was trying to get under my skin constantly the last time I played, is in the chat trying to talk shit about me constantly, posting 100 bucks, talking shit about this and that. It's fucking weird to me. Weird. And people are like, oh, yeah, DQ, yeah. It's fucking weird to me. I get bluffed off King High. That's going to happen sometimes. Well played, Tyler A. Then um, I had top pair against DK and Dan, and Dan turned to flush. I lost a few thousand in that, and I folded to his raise. And then I flopped two pair on 8-5. Ayaka bet on eight, uh, with 8-5 on ace 8-5. I thought she likely had a big ace, and so I'm going to probably raise now, whatever. But then Crypto Matt raises. Ace, 8, 5, and there's a draw available. Oh, excuse me. Sound guy, edit out this yawn and stretch, please. Ace, 8, 5, and I think there's two spades. Two spades, two clubs, something like that. And so when he check raises, now I have a bluff catcher. And, like, it doesn't seem like he's on a draw. So this is a little bit sketch, but it's just one of those, it's live poker. I'm not folding two pair. I'm just calling down, and I, and I don't like it but I'm going to do it. And I call, and uh, I think she folded, and or maybe she called once, and then he bet again uh, on the turn, and, you know, 8-5, bottom two on the flop. This is just, he could easily have ace-8 or ace-5. I did not put him on a draw. The river's a 9, and he checks with $2,000 behind. Okay, at this point, I think oh, he was bluffing with something. And so I just go all in. It's kind of a free roll that thinking he would have 100% um, gone all in if he had better than two pair, better than my two pair, even with ace-8 eight eight or ace-5, eight which is 2,000 left. And hopefully he just binked like a nine or something he's going to call. And he folded. He had queen-5. He was just losing his mind, and, and that's that's good. We all do that. It's live poker. It's slow. He's not getting the, the distribution that I'm getting. He wasn't happy that he had a full ace king against me, he doesn't know if he got bluffed, I told him I'd tell him after, um, he didn't ask me after, and it's nice to win those, where you, you're just like, ugh, 8-5, ace 8-5, she bets, fucking 30 people in the pot, and someone check raises, and it doesn't seem like a draw, what do you, what do you beat, you just beat the random queen five, and, and, so you just call down and it's nice. And then I squeeze with King Jack against um, Dan again. I know how wide he is with it with his opens. I'm three betting when I'm in position. Um, and this time I was out of position. And DK, who's stuck and steaming, called. And Dan called. And it came King Jack X. Holy shit. And... That's top two. I just quickly bet it like I would with ace-queen, ace-ten, fucking any hand I have. These guys know I'm always betting, um, you know, when the board favors me. And and, and DK uh, sends it in, and Dan folds, and I obviously call with top two. And DK has ace-jack. So I'm all in against second pair again. And this is that spew equity being realized. And DQ is fucking needling the shit out of me in chat and what's funny is he texted me great job but he's saying the opposite and there it's fucking weird but um i, I stacked dk again and I, I got it in with king ten of hearts earlier on jack six deuce i think it was two hearts and he had black fours and now i get in with top two against second pair i got it in against crazy drew with a flush against a seven high flush draw on three, three clubs out there. So I'm just, people are just getting it in incredibly light against me. Yes. I'm making hands, but it's not your classic coolers. It's not even like they have top pair. Um, and then it gets even crazier where I win a $7,600 pot, or maybe I win $7,600. So I I win like a 15 K pot and, uh, I went with ace high cuz I raised with ace queen of diamonds and it came jack high with two diamonds and DK bet and Liquid Steve called and I check raised to 3k with ace queen of diamonds and Danny went all in and Steve is trying to figure out what I have and he decides I have a set he's saying why would you check raise to 3k and I, I'm passing all the I'm passing the test the live poker test because Maybe because I did have a a good week and and a little tiny break from all this shit. Um, I'm just, and and he folds the best hand and and now I'm all in against Danny's eight high flush draw and I just went unimproved with ace high. And this is, and everyone's talking about how good I'm running and I am running good, but it's not your classic fucking sun run, is it? Zero sets, no ace, ace, all in pre-flop. No real coolers, if you think about it. The big one with the flush against middle pair, and then someone, it's 10-9-8, all clubs, and seven of clubs, deuce, off-suit. Is that a huge cooler? Not really. Um, top pair against second pair? Not really. Top pair, no kicker a bunch of times, and just calling down bluffs, and then bottom two, calling down bluff, and... Not really super coolers top two against middle pair all in and then uh ace high against eight high, but I but I am crushing and and anytime you're crushing, you're running good. It's just an interesting thing to think about. There, I didn't flop any sets again, and you know, I didn't have any like those super coolers that that you think of when someone's sun running, and then I didn't bluff again when it was the instinct, and for sure it would not have worked this time, DK. Had, had checked two pair, so people are trying to trap me, and uh, I don't know, but it seemed like a good spot to bluff, but it wouldn't have worked, and so maybe, maybe the lesson is, you know, take your foot off the pedal a little bit, uh, and, and I didn't take my pe- foot off the pedal this hand, it just seemed time to apply a lot of pressure, and I made a 1500 preflop with King 3 offsuit and manufactured a nice pot then i spewed you know i just pre-flop you just win 600 700 whatever it is boom just give me that money give it to me let me add it to my stack i had a kobe a uh, a 25k chip for the first time i think on stream and i spewed off some which you have to do you fucking have to do especially if you're the host like you want action or you want me to fold and like I would have like a hand. I'm obviously calling with in position, but it's against Liquid Steve, who's having a bad night. And he says, "I prefer you fold." I fold. He shows me nine-five offsuit. I don't care. I think I had king-ten offsuit, and it's to. I'm not trying to play every hand. And I'm trying to give action back now, and and telling people, "You decide. You want me to call or fold?" I don't care. You guys are having bad nights. I, I'm having a really good night. This is giving back a little bit, um, and then, but I'm not gonna be be soft playing. Dan, and he gets me to fold the best hand. I, I flopped queen nine. It was like queen xx all hearts. I called his bet. DK called, and the turn's an offsuit king. And he bets again. I got DK behind me. Monotone flop. I folded. What was the best hand? Um, and then I bluffed when Tyler made a really hidden straight. He had deuce three on king jack five, and I just thought he was weak. And then it came ace four, and I bluffed. And he went all in, and I folded. I don't think I had a pair. I probably didn't. Manufacture another small one. Pocket tens again. Lose again. Um, seven deuce offsuit. And I win against Dan, who, who plays a big bloater. I made a 2K preflop. Out of position. And remember, he just, he just like checked down king high. Well, here he checked down deuce four. And so I had a better kicker. And what's interesting is the dealer, I won't say who it was, just rushed through it. And I didn't get the, it's supposed to be whoever folded last pays 200. And I don't even know if I got the hundreds. Definitely didn't get the extra 200. It's, you know, it's, I don't know. I wish they wouldn't rush through fucking all ends and in, you know, times when you're getting pushed money, but I guess, you know, it's fine. And then, okay, Sunrunner. Ace 10 on ace 10 5 2 clubs. Let's just get it all in against Tyler A. And he has pocket fives. Oh, top two against bottom set. Great. Um, nice hand. 16k pot. And so it took a big hit at the end. I think I was up 35k, and then I was, you know, up only 25k. And we played a little bit after, and I played really well after only for. 45 minutes then i had to go over to lucky lady because i gave away every time i play on stream now i'm going to give away one percent to two people playing at the lucky lady and watching the whole show so i had to go over there um i won 29k so i'm gonna give two people 300 bucks and it doesn't matter that i'm broke it's the right thing and, and i'm trying to build lucky lady um 29k is good 74 percent vpip i don't know i take pride in that shit and you can hear what happened um after this, uh, it'll turned into an interesting night, but you can hear about that. You get the rest of my life story at patreon.com slash DGAF poker player. Let's run through the goals real quick. Gold I have zero debt. Fuck, I'm buried in debt. 177.5. I just it's just tough. Getting out of debt is so tough because you're paying interest, you're anytime you you win, you pay down a little bit. But you're 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 playing on stake, and so you're earning for other people, and it's tough, man. It's it's fucking tough. And uh, thirty five is the numbers are 0, 35, and two nineteen. I want to have zero debt at the end of the year. Not looking good. Thirty five wins. It's looking good. I've won twenty out of thirty eight. I believe I've run extremely bad in several sessions. Uh, not in this one, obviously. Twenty thirty eight is below expectation in terms of winning sessions and that's okay um last goal is 219 i i want to weigh 219 or less that's probably not going to happen uh no time to exercise really i weighed 257.7 to start the year just uh, i've talked about this ad nauseum the how the jack four shit fucked me up it fucked up my head so bad and i was really cruising along in all ways and I was even, you know, lifting weights and this and that. And, and I was kind of getting decent sleep and eating okay for me. And it all kind of fell, fell apart during that. And that's why I wanted to rectify this year. But I've gotten even busier as I become more of a host. And last week, I was a new all-time high. And that's, that's good in, like, video games, but not on the scale uh, I was 260.6. Well, I weighed myself this morning two fifty-six point six. Alright. So drop four pound pounds somehow. It's probably just water. Um whatever. That, that's that's this drop of sessions. Thanks for listening. This is the hour. beautiful crowd. I hope you enjoyed this drop of sessions head on over to patreon.com slash dgafpokerplayer to get the entire story. When you sign up for all the content, you also get membership to DGAF Community, an online community of communal folk. I hope to see you over there. Otherwise... Just kidding, that shit was dramatic. But seriously, we are building something beautiful at DGAF community. No nits, which means no parasites, no trolls, no haters, no judgment, just two-way streets, equality, acceptance, and lots and lots of fun. Sounds pretty good doesn't it?